The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Freedom Show again, and today we're going to be joined by um, a good friend of ours, Livia Patel, uh, who is at our Northern UK branch, at the Ethereum Society's Northern UK branch. Uh, she's been a member of the Society for over 20 years. I first met her at a festival for Mind, Body, Spirit in London, and she was searching then, and I think she would say she's found what she was searching for. I know she would. Um, she, outside of the society, she was a Montessori teacher, and she's worked with children with special needs. She's an aromatherapist, and she's trained in various massage therapies. But today, she's going to be talking to us about the second freedom, love, and we're going to hear an extract from that by Mars Sector 6. The manifestation of this one basic of freedom gives as its prize all basic of freedoms with little exception uh, how is this uh, manifested love is more than a state of mind, it is a state of whole being. When terrestrial man begins to realize his true position in the cosmos, he must then begin to manifest this great power. Love is not the result of ignorance, but the direct result of applied enlightenment. Become enlightened. Again, understanding of the feelings and problems of all peoples and love becomes a living vibrant all pervasive thing I chose this extract for a couple of reasons one is to show how the second freedom was not only tailored to stretch and deepen our understanding, but also to be able to recognize and resonate with certain aspects of the teachings about love straight away. What I really like about this extract 
is that I can, and indeed everyone can, understand how to apply Mars Sector 6's teachings and advice to our lives now, no matter who we are or what level our understanding is. It is quite incredible to imagine that this love energy, which in its highest form is the third degree creative force, all permeating and is above mind, can be contacted and manifested by all of us. Yes, on a much lower level, but it means that we can make a start now. In fact, I personally felt a strong inner urge after I had first come across these teachings, nudging me on to make a start, to try and manifest this energy. As Mars Sector 6 says, the the manifestation of the second freedom gives as its prize all basic freedoms, with little exception. There is so much promise and hope. Of course I had to start. It was my responsibility. And this is the second reason why I chose this extract, especially as the directions are so clearly spelled out. When he says, become enlightened, gain understanding of the feelings and problems of all peoples, and love becomes a living, vibrant, all-pervasive thing. Seems so simple, isn't it? I know from my own experience that sometimes the simplest things may be not so easy to apply, like after a difficult day at work, when I wasn't able to show enough understanding towards someone or towards a particular situation. However, the clear, reassuring words of Mark Sector 6 tell me, though, that I am on the right track. I just have to work at it. What I'm trying to say is that by following the guidance in the second freedom, anyone can contact and radiate this love energy today, now, and help to make our world a better place. Beautiful words there. Thank you so much, Livia. Um, I was struck by several things there, Darren. Darren Ball, our producer, uh, who always joins me on the show. One of them was uh, that one of the ways to manifest love is to realize our true position in the cosmos. And, you know, I came across recently a statement by Mars Sector 6, and it's this. He said this, Nothing upon the planet Mars is done haphazardly. There is reason for every word, thought, or move. And behind that, I particularly pick out the word thought. So there is reason for every thought. That means Mm. there's a reason which is above mind. There's a reason because thought is a a manifestation of mind. Mm, Uh, Yeah, it's very deep, actually. It doesn't appear to be when you first read it. uh, But obviously, uh, there, as one might expect... They, they certainly know their true position in the cosmos because they manifest it and help others to realize it. Um, but obviously they're directed by spirit. That's the only thing which can be behind mind and it has its own 
reason. It's not a reason that's expressed in thought initially until thought takes place. This whole concept of love being more than a state of mind. And the other thing, Darren, that struck me is there that it's the result of enlightenment, mm. which shows again that these certainly the first four freedoms are not necessarily given in any order of importance. In fact, St. Guling made that clear right from the beginning in one of his introductions. Um, they all feed off each other. And in a way, you could say, before true love, true love is manifested, you would have to be enlightened. So mm. there is that total correlation, certainly, with bravery, love, service, and enlightenment. Yeah, I love that because it just shows how how logical, how natural um, an expression love is and love in action certainly a service is as a result of you know your experience of this oneness of this unity of all things in creation um, that how could there be any other way other than as the masters have described selfless service to others indeed and every week i'm so delighted to say and thank you all to our listeners for for this we have fascinating observations comments experiences you're welcome to send in your experiences which could be of great interest to to, to all of us to us and our listeners share them with us and darren will bring them to the table each week and what have you got on the table this week darren yeah, I've actually got one that um, I can certainly resonate with, uh, empathize with from my own experience um, when I was much younger. Um, but if you're tuning in with us for the first time, you can find out more about the nine freedoms, Mars Sector 6, and Dr. George King by visiting our website, ethereus.org. That's A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S.org. And if you have a question, anything like this, or a comment or an experience, as Richard said, you'd like to share, do write to us at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. So this person says, when I was younger, I dismissed the miracles I heard about in the Bible as pure myth. However, after starting on my spiritual journey and reading about some yoga masters, now I'm not sure. Is it true that people can do things like levitate and walk on water? And how? Yes. Well, I, I think that's a great question. And, I mean, we are encouraged to dismiss things as myth. In, in fact, even within religions, I mean, I have come across, I'm not saying this is universal at all, but I have come across, uh, for example, this is only example, people of the Hindu faith, who look upon the miraculous events reported in the Mahabharata and the Ramayana as myth. And in doing so, they are almost like cop out of having to believe them as fact, because myth is one of those woolly words which can sort of suggest, well, it may be true, it may not be true, it might be symbolic, it might be legend, it might just have been passed down a bit wrong. It leaves all these kind of openings. Uh, but the answer to the question is these things, like, such as Master Jesus walking on water, I, I think is referred to there, is mm. fact. It's not a myth, and well done for coming back and re-looking at it. Um, in fact, and it's not unique. Uh, there's an experience certainly reported on by a mystic known as, McDo I think it was called McDonald Bain. Uh, I think that was his name. Uh, South yes, African, yes, that's right. Uh, who, who went to Tibet and uh, came across a teacher who... Um, actually was traveling with his teacher and they met someone who walked on water um, That's right. and, and this person proudly demonstrated it and the teacher that was actually with McDonald went to Betton teacher said to this person okay how long did it take you to learn to do that I think he said 10 years he said 10 years and you saved yourself one penny on the ferry um, <laughs> go out yeah. and heal and teach 
forget this. But it does show those powers definitely existed, powers of levitation. Dr. King himself experienced levitation. His niece, Dr. King's niece, Pamela, who, who I met, witnessed him levitating while talking to his mother from a sofa, cross-legged on that sofa, um, or rather in, in, in a, in a, I should say, in an asana on that, on that sofa. And that's not unique. There are reports such as this. Out-of-body experiences, as I've said before, are actually relatively common. I've had them. Many people have had them. Uh, certainly contact with people who've died is very common indeed, relatively, and is absolutely provable. It's been proved proved to me and of course so-called healing miracles take place we have new i would say numerous possibly numerous but certainly many reports uh, of people i've experienced it myself and many others have and so on and so on so no miracles are not pure inverted commas myth yeah do you, do you want to talk a little bit more about how this might relate to the chakras and activating those and bringing them into um, you know, manifestation. I think that's an interesting aspect of you know what actually is happening here yeah. and what might have been happening with the Master Jesus example, for example, and other yoga masters. Yes, well, of course, with the Master Jesus, he was a master. He had been to India. He he uh, understood. People don't realize that, but in that ten year period, he had learned these abilities, and he was training in the in the uh, think uh, the, the the account in the Bible is he was training some of his disciples to do this. He was training them in these powers in terms of the chakras many not all but many psychic powers are realized in the solar plexus center and you need to go higher than that though for certain abilities and in fact psychic abilities and many many mental abilities are realized in the solar plexus center um it can it, it can be activated by partially activated by kundalini to bring this about but the journey is to go above that to realize far deeper levels of spiritual realization. And of course, it's what it should always be remembered with psychic powers, which is something I've taught a lot over the years, as people probably know, but also with um, more advanced things. These abilities, whatever they may be, are given to us in order to serve. They're not given as some kind of party trick, uh, which is the point this teacher made, this Tibetan teacher made to the man who walked on water the yogi who walked on water. They are there to be used in service. That's what they're there for. And if they can't be used in service after they've been developed, they should really be dispensed with because service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. 